The topics and information discussed in this podcast are no substitute for the advice and guidance you can receive from your own GP or care practitioners. If you have any medical concerns, always seek the advice of your GP or pharmacist. Welcome to episode four of the Preventative Healthcare Podcast. It's so good to be back and know we're striking a chord with all of you listeners out there. For those of you who don't know, my name is Karen. I'm a pharmacist and present this show with my very old university friend, Lara. How are you, Lara? (laughs) I'm fine, thank you, Karen. I'm very well vaccinated and ready to cautiously face the world out there. Yes, I think cautiously is the right word, (laughs) as we are not quite sure how things will pan out. Absolutely. For our new listeners, on each of our episodes, we discuss different health conditions that, if left undetected, could lead to something more serious. What is our topic of discussion today? I will give our listeners some facts about our next topic first. It's the most common cancer in men, not only in the UK, but in New Zealand and Australia as well. I thought I'd mention that side of the world as our case study is originally from Australia. 84% of men with this cancer survive for 10 years or more. Your risks are higher if your father or brother had this cancer. And it occurs typically in older men and men of Afro-Caribbean descent. I am, of course, talking about prostate cancer. It's an interesting one because, as you say, the survival rates are pretty good, but they'll only be good if they're detected early in the first instance. And there lies the problem. That's right, because most men ignore the symptoms and carry on with their lives as normal. You're right. It's tough because if you say to most men you can have a prostate test, they immediately think that it's something extremely evasive and painful. I know, but there is a simple finger prick test that altogether takes no more than 10 minutes and can give you an indication if there is an issue. That's right. A PSA test, which stands for prostate-specific antigen, is a test that uses a small amount of blood extracted from your finger to determine whether your PSA levels are greater than 4 nanograms per litre. If the levels are higher than four, then further investigation would be required. So really what you're saying is, is that if men were brave enough to have a small needle pricked in their finger for less than 10 seconds (laughs) and wait just 10 minutes, then this could result in early detection and lives being saved. Um, Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. It is important to point out that there can be a whole range of symptoms that men can be suffering from along with a raised PSA that could cause alarm. Common symptoms include difficulty starting to urinate, weak or interrupted flow of urine, the need to urinate more often, especially at night, difficulty emptying the bladder completely, and pain or burning during urination. Other symptoms could also be things like loss of bladder control, blood in the urine or semen, pain in the back, hips, chest or pelvis that doesn't go away, weakness in the legs or feet, difficulty getting an erection or painful ejaculation. So if a man has any of these symptoms, along with a PSA that is greater than four nanograms per litre, it may be a cause for concern. Exactly. It's also worth mentioning that a raised PSA doesn't necessarily mean, "Uh uh-oh, it's cancer. But as with all things, it is worth having these things checked out. 
I think awareness really is key. Precisely. Talking of awareness, that brings us nicely onto our case study, who is acutely aware of this condition. And I think because he was, he saved his own life. Let's have a listen to Tim's story. Hi there, I'm Tim. I'm actually Australian, but I've been living in the, in the UK for the last 28 years. I'm 64 years of age. I have been in the travel industry for quite some time, and also I am a part-time musician. Well, I was a Beatles fan, I suppose, when I was much younger. Um, and then I, uh, I, I had a thing for Billy Joel and Elton John. I'm actually a piano player and a guitarist, and I sing. I started piano lessons at the age of nine for two years, hated the piano. So I gave it up. From piano, I taught myself to play guitar. Yeah, much, much cooler, especially when you can turn the volume up and, uh, <laughs> and make a racket. You know, it's rather good. <laughs> Flying solo, thoughts escaping. Right, I'd, I've come on the podcast because I would really like to see more men, when they have an ailment or they, they get ill, do something about it and do something for yourself and the family and people around you. Because my father had prostate cancer, which was um, which he died from, unfortunately, and it's genetically, you have a genetic predisposition to it. So, unfortunately, I have prostate cancer. Yeah, my father... Uh, he was, I was about 21 when he was diagnosed, and he died when I was 27. Um, and we were, I was shocked. I mean, nobody in our family that I knew of at that point had, had cancer, and I was absolutely shocked um, and rather uh, devastated, really. He, he was quite a reserved uh, British man, and uh, he didn't want anyone to know about it. So we weren't... Uh, well, we, we, we weren't permitted to, to really uh, tell anybody, so we didn't. Um, so the journey of watching him, you know, he got thin, he, he changed colour, he got a very sort of had a grey pallor about him, and then uh, about the last six months were very distressing to watch somebody who was very active uh, and sporting, um, <clears throat> and that was very dis- distressing. And so I thought, well, you know what? Seeing he's got it, and I know that it's, it's uh, you know, it's, it's um, in the genes. I'm going to get tested at a fairly early, reasonable age because I don't want to go through the same thing as what uh, en- end up like that um, on a deathbed um, like that. So, uh, determined I was um, to look after my own health um, and to take active measures, uh, I thought I would have a PSA test regularly, uh, which is actually a prostate-specific antigen test, which is how they measure if your prostate is uh, getting enlarged or has indeed got cancer. So the the normal readings, considered to be normal, is probably about 2.6 to 3, maybe 4 at the most, but um, <clears throat> I watched my PSA readings go from probably around about 2.2, ending up over a period of probably about, uh, yeah, 10 years, to 5.8. And 
they said it's 5.8. That uh, I think we shouldn't do a biopsy. So they did a biopsy. The news was that I had cancer in one side of my prostate. I was devastated, to be honest. Um, I suppose you can describe myself. I, I was, I'm, I'm a bit of a party animal, I, I suppose, and <laughs> I like to I like to have a good time, and I like to you know have a few drinks and. And I thought, oh, my God, this is all going to be the end of all that stuff because you start to think, well, I'll have to go on a special diet, uh, which I did, which I did, by the way, and um, cut out alcohol, which I also did for, for a time. And uh, also maybe the, have to have an operation uh, which, which could uh, interfere with my sex life. So I was devastated, absolutely devastated. And... Um, uh, yeah, it was, it was awful. Consequently, I decided to have the prostate removed. By having the operation, generally speaking, there's a very good chance that uh, you catch it and it doesn't metastasize. Unfortunately, with me, it did go somewhere else and uh, I've been um, having treatment for that ever since and... With uh, a mixture of uh, a reasonably a good non-junk diet um, and uh, taking a lot of supplements, I've managed to uh, achieve quite a significant reduction in my PSA level and, and I'm quite healthy, basically. But I wish that um, if I'd known what I know now, I would have been much more active in, in you know, having a biopsy earlier. Um, there's always the chance that it'll return and there's always... The, the, and, and my biggest thing I must stress the most is if I'd done something earlier it probably would have metastasized I would have had the prostate removed and and that would be the end of the story so but now I will have to have treatment for the rest of my life and um, you know that's always a bit of a worry take it easy baby And so one more thing um, which I wanted to tell you is that uh, my brother, I, he, he, after learning that I had prostate cancer in the UK, he went along to his GP and decided to have a PSA test to see how his prostate was. It was very low, it was 1.9, uh, but as he was leaving, he just put his head around the door and he said, by the way, uh, my brother had uh, prostate cancer recently and my father also died from it. She said straight away, come back inside and we'll give you a referral for a biopsy um, so you can just be, you know, checked out. Lo and behold, he had confirmed prostate cancer. After uh, some treatment, uh, he had the prostate removed and has been cured subsequently. Um, But what I really wanted to point out is that if he'd perhaps gone earlier, perhaps if I'd gone earlier, uh, we wouldn't have had to go through operations and, in my case, uh, having metastases. And so I just wanted to really, really stress that uh, it's so, so important to get along to your GP early. You know, don't end up like me who's got prostate cancer for the rest of my life um, and have to go to hospital every three months to get tested and, and treated. So I guess I'm saying that please look after yourself. Lay your head upon my shoulders
really was what a lovely man and he was such a great musician as well yes <laughs> his message was so powerful and I really liked the fact that he wants men to do more when it comes to recognizing symptoms and to actually do something once those symptoms are recognized it was great that he made a conscious effort to have a regular PSA test too and hence the reason that it was detected Let's now introduce our resident doctor. For our new listeners, we have our very own resident doctor who comments on all our case studies and brings a different perspective to the conversation. Hi, Dr. Vidya. How are you? Hi. Hi there, thank, ladies. Thank you so much. And to our wonderful listeners as well. Thank you for having me. How have you both been? I'm good, thanks. Yeah. Looking forward to freedom on a vaccine, perhaps. <laughs> yes, yes, we all. But it's nice now that we can see light at the end of the tunnel and it feels like there's hope. But, but what did yes. you think of Tim's story? Oh, well, it's powerful, isn't it? So powerful. And I think so beautiful that he's using music, you know, his creative abilities um, to, to help heal himself as well, you know, as well as expressing himself. I think we forget that, you know, music is healing. Um, when we talk about other ways of healing, and we think about, you know, the chakras, the different chakras, the throat chakra, you know, is one of the chakras. So actually the fact that he's singing, you know, playing these instruments is really important in actually aligning the chakras and healing, as uh, you know, along with all of his other treatments. So I think it's just really interesting uh, that that's how he portrayed it. It was very powerful, mm. um, especially when he was singing. It was so beautiful, wasn't it? It was fantastic. I think what needs to be noted is that um, he made a conscious decision to keep an eye on his PSA levels but it was unfortunately still an issue for him. Yes. Yeah. And is this something that you come across in practice, men wanting PSA tests? Are we doing men a disservice by saying that the majority of men are simply too scared to have a PSA test or just simply put it off, do you think? Mm, so so to answer the first question, yes, definitely see it in practice all the time. Mm-hmm. I think I've seen over the last, you know, 10, 15 years, um, you know, being in medicine, I've definitely seen society changing. You know, I've seen more men coming in for or, or those who align with the male uh, gender, more male, um, which I'll just call men for, for this purposes, you know, mm-hmm. more men coming in, even just to have the discussion um, about their health in general, you know, let alone about prostate cancer, which is really powerful. Yeah. You know, there are many moons ago where that just would not happen. Yeah. And don't forget, you know, as a woman, we are in the system, you know, from not from the beginning, but, you know, we have uh, puberty, right? So if you have, for example, I don't know, heavy periods or some period issue, you know, even back in the day, people would have gone with their with their mothers or by themselves to see the doctor about that. Then there's pregnancy, if that's what you've chosen, your pregnancy and antenatal care, menopause, and you know, all sorts of reasons why you are automatically just going in now. So it is going to be more comfortable in general 
to see a doctor as a as a woman than for a man so it's not I think that's a society thing just the way the bodies kind of be made in the health system we've made around that mm. but I think now that we are much more um aligned with preventative medicine you know people I think I think people are feeling more empowered now. Don't you, don't you feel more empowered that, well, actually, there is a lot I can do Definitely. for myself, including seeking just a conversation with a health professional much earlier on. Like, that's within your power, isn't it? Definitely. So I think yeah. people are realising, gosh, you know, I mean, you could just have a conversation about this um, and more choice um, as well. Sorry, I was going to say that there's some men who who don't come forward, perhaps, as easily as others. And what do you think the issues are that that stop some from coming forward for testing? So I think that it's it's ultimately, in in my opinion, it's that fear, understandably, of well, this could be cancer. Definitely. And I think it's interesting that you say that over the last 10 years or so that men have become more proactive and happy to have that discussion. Whereas before it wasn't so much there, I think there's a lot to be said about the campaigning that's gone on in order to make men aware of all these different health issues. And I think the time that we're living in now with the pandemic, Mm -hmm. the sense, the fact that health is on everyone's minds, really. But what would your message be to our male listeners out there now, knowing what you know about the situation? So I would say, first of all, there are certain risk factors um, for, for, for any condition. So risk factors specifically for prostate cancer are age. I mean, that's obviously non-specific. We normally offer it, you know, over the age of 50. Mm. Um, black ethnicity, a family history of prostate cancer and obesity or, you know, being overweight. So obviously just because even if you have all four of those, it doesn't mean you're going to have prostate cancer. But I would just say, just like anything, if you've got a family history of heart disease, you probably, you know, I think people now know I'm probably not going to wait until I'm 45, 50 um, to maybe just get an ECG or have a conversation, maybe change my lifestyle. Same mindset. I think if we just apply to all conditions, in particular with prostate cancer, you know, it, it um, I think having, you know, we've got this beautiful test, it's not perfect, mm. um, but it's available. Um, it's a simple blood test. Um, and I think just go for it. In my opinion, I would use the decision aids as well. If there's any doubt in your mind, um, I would have a conversation, you see your GP. Yeah, I think you're right. I think awareness really has to be key in, in all of this. Yes, yes, exactly. I think just like Tim's brother's case, that it can actually be, you know, fairly fairly simple. Obviously, that's just an overview, simplistic way of discussing it. But um, how different, how different it could it could be. So I think ultimately, it's the awareness, it's having that empowerment with your own health. Well, Dr. Vidya, thank you so much for joining us once again. It's so good to have your point of view on all of these case studies. Thank you for having me. It, it, it's it's a pleasure to to serve in this way and to to you know communicate these really important um, messages, which sometimes aren't uh, you know easy to get everything in in a ten minute consultation. But no, it, on a, on a serious note, it's it's really important. I think it's something which is, you know, we don't need to be, let, let's try to stick on the pathway of um, of empowerment. You know, there's so much that we have a choice over, so much that we can do, including early testing, early conversations, mm. I think, is, is for me, is the biggest thing. 
And also just know your family history, but again, with the mindset of empowerment, not fear, Mm. you know, just empowerment. And you can just kind of run through your family history, you know, like on the back of a business card sort of thing (laughs) when you go to see a doctor or a health professional, just so you're kind of like, you know, this is the information in case you need to know any more. Try not to be too kind of, um, you know, emotionally attached. Right? That's, so, that's so easy to say, isn't yeah. it? But just try to do it from a point of empowerment. Exactly. I think, and, and no, I agree. But it's so lovely to have you. And it's great to have your golden nuggets of information and positivity <laughs> as well. I think that wraps up our fourth episode. And we do hope that you found out something that you didn't know before. We want to thank Tim, not only for his insightful story, but his fantastic music. For those that want to, I think you can find Tim's band on YouTube. It's called Groovy Shirt Club. (laughs) (laughs) If you have any questions or thoughts, please feel free to drop us a line. Yes, that would be great. And we'd love to hear from you via email at info at the London House of Wellbeing.co.uk or you can even pop in and see us at 200A Railton Road which is right opposite Hernhill Station but please feel free to give us some honest feedback so until next time stay safe bye take care bye